Welcome to this week 10 edition of Bruce Monin's Computer Points. I'm Bruce Monin, your host. Looking forward to bringing you our first playoff edition of this podcast. I am broadcasting from our studio in the heart of Minster, Ohio, home of the six and four Minster Wildcats. More on them later. Also checking in from the greater Cincinnati area, home of the still number 20 ranked. Now that might be an improvement of one. I think it might be an improvement. I feel like they were lower before. I think they might have been 21. Home of the 20, the number 20 ranked Cincinnati Bearcats. Of course, as you just heard, our co-host, executive producer, and chief researcher, Rebecca Monin. Happy to be here. Having a blast. With one hand to the side of my head because I broke my headphones, and that's the only way to keep them in place. She looks kind of like uh, that Urkel guy from that one show, except instead of the tape being on her glasses, it's on her headphones instead. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> Don't even remember the show anymore. Oh, is it like Family Values? Family Matters? Family Matters? Something like that. Good old Urkel. Family Thought Matters. Him- Without him, it wouldn't have been much of a show. Even with him, it wasn't much of a show, to be honest. (laughs) I don't know if we need to get into the quality of American sitcoms. (laughs) All righty. This past week, our beloved Cincinnati Bearcats survived SMU 29 to 27 in another one of those games that we all love where our Bearcats take a lead and then play really bad all the way down the stretch to keep us nervous the whole way. They do like doing that. We're hoping this is the week they finally put a full game together (laughs) as they stay on the road to play 5-2 Central Florida Saturday at 3.30 in the infamous Bounce House down in Orlando. Bounce House. Yes. So what do you say, Rebecca? Should we jump right into it here? I would say so, yeah. The quicker we get into the stats, the quicker I can put my hand down from the side of my head. All right. That sounds like a plan to me. (laughs) We'll start right off with our scores of the week. See the dance that dad does when he imagines the song playing in his head. I do love that song. <laughs> we have one high school and one college score of the week this week. Ooh. We'll start with the high school. Once again, I do love those Thursday night games. I have lots of time to look for scores on Thursday nights. <laughs> this one down at Dayton's Welcome Stadium, I believe. Dayton Poenitz three, Dayton Meadowdale zero. This game came down to the wire with Ponitz missed a 35-yard field goal off the upright, but one of the Meadowdale players ran into the kicker, resulting in a five-yard penalty. Oh, no. Ponitz then won it on the 30-yard field goal with no time (laughs) left in the game. I feel sad for that poor guy that ran into the kicker, actually. Yeah. And we have the truly important score of the week here. (laughs) Okay. Oklahoma State 41, Texas 31. Now, why is that score remarkable? Well, it turns out that since 2006, Texas was 8-1 and one in games following a Taylor Swift album release. <laughs> okay. 
So this time they lost though. So after losing after the drop of her new album, Midnight's kind of messes up the trend here. And we have one less fun statistic to have in college football. I'm honestly impressed that you knew the album name. I believe it was tweeted to me by your older sister, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it was. Of course, I'm kind of impressed that she knows the album. Yeah, she's not a Swifty either, as far (laughs) as I know. It has been all over the social media, but I I, um, am also not a devoted Taylor Swift fan, so can't say I've given it a listen yet. I have not either. Not that I've given any of her last three, four albums a listen. I think I, I, I mainlined Fearless and Speak Now for about 10 years and then dropped off the Taylor Swift trend. Now, I figure if there's a good song on it, I will hear it eventually. You probably, it'll probably will. Be, it'll probably be in a commercial someday. Yeah. But anyway, it is now playoff time in Ohio high school football. We are going to preview each playoff game for teams we cover. And we're going to mention how big of a favorite our underdog all these teams are from Drew Pasteur's Fantastic 50 site and from calpreps.com. We need two opinions on these games, I believe. Now, we have, with the expansion of the playoffs here, 48 games, including 63 teams that we cover to to talk about this week. In each region, we'll mention the games first by the one that is most interesting, in my opinion. Okay. So if you disagree... Get your own podcast. (laughs) And you can. It's so very easy. By the way, just as a general stat here, every team in Ohio with seven or more wins made the playoffs this year. There was one six-win team who was left out. It was our beloved Tantagani Atsigo. Dang. They were number 17 in Region 18, missed by one spot. And, you know, we've been saying all year how tough of a region that Region 18 was looking like. But I looked at their schedule. Their best win was against 4-6 and six Rossford. They also beat a 3-7 and seven team, two 2-8 two and eight teams, and two 1-9 and nine teams. So just not quite enough points in a tough region there for a six-win Otsego. But getting to our playoff games, let's start in Division 2, Region 8. We have four of the four games we're following here. Four of the teams have seven or more wins. Four of the teams have five or fewer wins. We think the teams with these seven or more wins are all going to win. We think the teams with the five or more or the five or fewer wins are all going to lose. So no big upsets expected in this region. We'll start with Troy, our number seven ranked team in the region. They are hosting Cincinnati Anderson, the 10th seeded team. Troy compiled 40% more computer points during the season. The CalPreps computer and Drew Pasteur's computer, they favor Troy to win this by 20 to 22 points. So, Yeah, I don't know why I'd ever argue with that. And that's the closest expected game of the four in this region. Ooh, all right then. Our next game, number six pick was hosting number 11 Riverside Stebbins. Piqua has 144% more computer points. So the, comp- the old Harbin computer points thinks Piqua should be the big favorite. The other computers say Piqua's favored by 29 to 30 points. And if you don't believe that, Piqua actually just played Stebbins last week and beat them 35 to 14. Yeah, that's some pretty damning evidence that you might not have a uh, very different outcome in this game. Yeah, it's uh, I, I would think it looks good for Pickway. I would also guess 
you would just think these coaches knew that Stebbins was a possible opponent for next week, and they may not have put everything into the game plan last week. Oh, boy. Of course, that might go for Stebbins as well. I don't know. We got some uh, strategy, a little bit of espionage happening. Well, you know, you don't want to show them all your good stuff, right? That triple reverse pass to the quarterback streaking for the end zone. You might want to keep that in your pocket until the playoffs hit. Instead yeah, I'm of in sure the they've got that all, all locked down, 100% proved out for play in a high school football game. <laughs> oh. But Division Two, you never know. But if they do, and I hear about it, it just we maybe we'll start a plays of the week segment. I don't know if we need that. That might work better if we had video. I, yeah, it doesn't seem great in an audio medium. Okay, I agree with you, Rebecca. Scratch that idea. If you disagree, tweet us. Or email us. We'll take either. (laughs) Our next game, Lima Senior. They're ranked 14th in the standings. They lost their last seven games. By the way, all of these teams finished exactly where we said they would. This This region came out just as expected. Excellent. They are traveling to play number three, Trenton Edgewood. Edgewood has 481% more computer points than Lima Senior. The computers say Edgewood should win this game by 35 to 39 points. And our final game, 13th seeded Sydney. End of the season four and six. They travel to play Kings Mills Kings. (laughs) Down there by the old amusement park. Kings finish the season nine and one. They had a bunch more computer points, and they are favored to win this game by between 45 and 52 points. This one sounds ugly. Yeah, I I do not want to see that outcome if it happens. Now, we have a much more interesting game in Division Three, Region 10, Rebecca. Do we now? Yes, our team we follow there, Defiance, finished the season number 13 at 6-4. and A huge improvement on what they've done in recent years fairly young team from what I'm told. They are traveling to play fourth-seeded Lodi Cloverleaf. I don't know where Lodi is, and I don't know why a school is named Cloverleaf, but there they are. Defiance is going to go see them. That sounds like it's somewhere on the on the road to Cleveland to me. But. They usually are when we don't know about them. Shockingly, it's in Lodi, Ohio. So Yeah, that helps me a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Southwest of Medina. So on that fun highway between Columbus and Cleveland. Yep. Okay. So Cloverleaf, they put up 94% more computer points in Defiance. However, the old Cal Preps computer and Drew Pasteur's computer both say Defiance in an upset win by between two to four points. So sounds like a should be a close game. Definitely, if you were... Picking a spot to go watch a game, you might pick that over all of those games in Region 8 that we had just before. Oh, moving on to Division 3, Region 11 next. Bell Fountain took a big dive last week, went down to number 10 in the final standings. They had been as high as 3, 4, 5 up in that range the last few weeks. They have to go on the road to play Granville, the seven seed. Granville has 12% more computer points. So it was really close. That's the reason Bell Fountain fell so many spots. The teams were very close in the rankings. Drew Pass Tours computer says Granville will win by one point. Calpreps.com says Bell Fountain in the upset by four points. So we have disagreement here. 
Mm, Another interesting game to watch. I'm curious to see which one you're leaning towards. Hmm. I honestly know nothing about Granville, so I don't know if I really even can lean. We'll go for Bell Fountain just because go Bell Fountain. It's closer to home. I'll go to Granville so I have an opportunity to learn about them. (laughs) All righty. Granville, Ohio is in Licking County. Apparently, it's a quaint New England-style community. That means it's in the Newark area. East Central Ohio along the western edge of the Appalachian Plateau. Oh, They've got a good recruiting website. (laughs) Good advertisements. Yeah, it's basically a part of Newark. Straight east of Columbus. All right. We have three teams alive in Division Three, Region 12. I will start with a 5-12 game. You know, kind of like in college basketball, when you the NCAA tournament, always watch out for those five seeds playing the 12 seeds. Well, here we have 12-seeded Salina up against fifth-seeded Bellbrook. Bellbrook, 79% more computer points. The computers like Bellbrook by 10 to 14 points, but that seems to be well within range for Salina to be able to pull off the upset with a good night, I would think. Oh, okay. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying it's possible. (laughs) Of course not. The only things we say with 100% certainty are that Marion Local will get their first two home games if they win. And I'm feeling pretty good about Marion Local's chances when we get to that. (laughs) Our other two games, not so interesting in this region. Number four seed Wapakoneta hosting number 13 Wilmington. Uh, the computers say Wapakoneta should win this by about four touchdowns, 27 to 28 points. The other game, number three, Tippecanoe out of Tip City, hosting number 14, Hillsboro, who's only four and six. Mm-hmm. Um, the computers like Tippecanoe by 40 to 41 points in this game. So another potential running clock. We do like to see those running clocks. Yeah, not if it's my team getting, well... On the other hand, if my team's losing that bad, get that clock running, I tell you. Yeah. (laughs) If there's a chance to make it back, I don't think the clock would be running. That's why they have that thing. Yep. I know as a band member, I was always, I was very happy when they implemented the running clock rule, especially when playoff games got into like late November and it was snowing and our instruments were frozen. We wanted to leave very quickly. Speaking of which, it's fairly cold outside right now, but the forecast is for about 60 degrees and light wind on Friday night. So we're getting good playoff weather this week. I had to pull out my jacket today, but yesterday I was walking around in short sleeves just fine. We're in the fun part of winter where Ohio pulls fake outs on us and it's almost summer again. Yeah, it does And happen. then we'll have snow in three days. I might even get a bike ride in Friday. I tell you. Mm. Moving over to Division 4. In Region 14, and this has happened in a few regions here, not a lot of real interesting games here, to be honest. We'll start with Brian, the 13th seed at 6-4. and four. They're traveling to 8-2, and two, Illyria Catholic, the 4 seed. The computers like Illyria Catholic by, oh, 15 to 24 points. That feels fairly decisive. Yep, but not as much as the next few here. Seeded number seven, eight and two, St. Mary's gets to host Delaware Buckeye Valley at six and four. Uh, the computers like St. Mary's by 26 to 30 points, so about four touchdowns. In our next game, we have four and six Napoleon snuck in as the 16 seed. 
As their reward, they get to play the top-seeded, undefeated team from Cleveland Glenville. Oh, no. Uh, That's always your reward for just barely making the playoffs. The computers like Glenville by about 29 to 33 points. The confidence of an undefeated team sure is hard to beat sometimes, a lot of the time. Yes, it can be. You said they're 9-0. and Did they not play a – did they take a week off for some reason? Yeah, know? one of their opponents decided that since they were like 0 and 9, that maybe there was a sudden batch of illness on the team and they just couldn't play one week. Ah. They were all healthy next week. So, you know. Interesting. Yeah. And finally, wrapping this one up, we have Van Wert. They ended up as the sixth seed with a 9 and 1 record. They are hosting 6 and 4 Wasi on. The computers like Van Wert by 31 to 32 points as Van Wert takes an attempt to maybe uh, reclaim another state championship after the one they just won a few years ago. Mm. Moving down to region 16, we have a rematch game. We have the fifth seed Urbana playing the 12th seed St. Paris Graham. Urbana beat Graham 42 to seven back in week six. Uh, Yep. The computers don't think it'll be quite so bad. They think it'll only be a 22 to 29 point loss this time for Graham. So (laughs) (laughs) if that's better, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Woo improvement, I guess. Yep. Here's our chance to see how much they learned from that first game, right? Mm -hmm. Now moving to division five in region 18, we have five games to watch here. Our first one. Another one of those games where the computers are fighting each other. <laughs> Defiance, Tenora got in at number 10 in a 7-3 and three record. They are facing Marengo Highland, it's also at 7-3. and three. Marengo. Marengo. It actually used to be called Sparta Highland, and I'm told that the school is actually closer to Sparta, but they built a new building, and it is now in the Marengo zip code, so... I'm sure that helps a whole lot, right, Rebecca? Now you know exactly where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to grow up in a town called Sparta. Sparta. Marengo on 71 in between Columbus and Cleveland. A commonality for towns that Dad and I know nothing about. I wonder if they ever, just for fun, took the long road trip and scheduled Athens and had a game of Sparta versus Athens. Ooh. Oh, that would be fun. It's probably not that far as the crow flies, but it's... That feels like about a three-hour bus ride to me. I don't know, two, three hours? Yeah, that's true. That's probably true. But anyway, in this game, Drew Pasteur's computer likes Tenor in the upset with a two-point victory. Cal Preps likes the favorite Highland by one point. So that looks like flip a coin. Fun fact about Marengo. Pretty sure it's from the Battle of Marengo, or just the town that the Battle of Marengo was fought in, Marengo. Oh, gosh, where is this? Spinetta Marengo is a town in Piedmont, Italy. It's part of the, this battle was part of the War of the Second Coalition. It was one of the Napoleon Bonaparte Wars. And I let you go on for the sake of the listeners. I actually have a board game in the basement that recreates the Battle of Marengo. Of course you do. (laughs) I have not played it, but I have it. Well, it looks like a lovely region of Italy, right on the border with the Alps. 
close to France, which would be why uh, Napoleon was interested in it. Yep. I wouldn't Good mind stuff. spending some time there. Yeah. I'd rather not do it when they're fighting a battle, but you know. No, but really, who would mind being in the south of France or the, or the north of or, Italy? Yes, I'll take either one. <laughs> Give me Please an Italian pizzeria on one side and a French bakery on the other, baby. You, you do know pizza isn't Italian, yes. But there's places there that make it that's very good. <laughs> the Americans who come visit wanting pizza. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That Hogan's Heroes episode, that's how they get that Italian guy to affect, defect by making that good pizza. <laughs> of course, they had a radio to New Jersey to get the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Hogan's Heroes is the source of all facts. That's what I go by. All right. I won't deny that. Okay. Pizza is Italian, but like the pizza we eat isn't Italian pizza. No, but that's okay because, you know, I don't want to eat the Chinese food that Chinese people eat. I want to eat American Chinese food. <laughs> and I don't want to eat the Mexican food that they eat in Mexico. I want to eat American Mexican food. <laughs> mm. Okay. That's just the way I am. <laughs> it is very much the way you are. Yes. Our next game featuring number eight Archbold and number nine Liberty Benton. And I'm sure if they have any restaurants, none of them are authentic foreign country foods. No. <laughs> An eight versus nine game, you would expect to be fairly, fairly close. The home team Archbold ought to be have an advantage. And the computers say Archbold by 12 to 14 points. So they are favored. The top seed in this region was Liberty Center. Undefeated at 10 and 0. They get to host Port Clinton, who's five and five. And the, comp- the computers like Liberty Center by, oh, three, four touchdowns, 25 to 30 <laughs> points. So a good chance Liberty Center will be hosting a second playoff game next week. And our first MAC team makes an appearance here at number four, Coldwater with their nine and one record coming off their running clock loss to Marion Local last week. Welcome to Oof. the club, Coldwater. Yeah. They are hosting Richwood North Union, who finished the season seven and three. The computers say cold water by 26 to 29 points. And finally, we have Delta, who snuck in at five and five into the 15th spot. They get a go on the road. They face the two seed, Bloomdale Elmwood. And the computers say Elmwood should win that by 27 to 31 points. Next, we'll do the other half of Division 5, Region 20. Start with the 7C, Jamestown Greenview. As I've mentioned before, always one of my favorites. I like the way they tend to beat teams that get in Minster's way into getting into the playoffs late in the season. <laughs> you have mentioned that, yeah. They finish the season 9-1. and one. They take on number 10 seed, Preble Shawnee, who finished 7-2. and two. And the computers say Greenview rolls on by 21 to 22 points. But that's nothing compared to undefeated Milton Union, who earned the number two seed in this region. They are hosting Springfield Greenan, who finished the season four and six. So you might expect Milton Union to be a little bit of a favorite in this game. Let's go with 42 to 46 points. huh? Just a little bit of a favorite. Just a Not tad. a lot. No, just a tad. Pretty soon we'll get to the regions where we cover most of the games instead of just some of them here. We're closing in fast. We'll start with Region 22 of Division 6. Patrick Henry finished a 10th seed, 6-4 and four record. 
they go on the road to face eight and one Toledo, Ottawa Hills. But the computers say Patrick Henry all the way, a four to nine point favorite in this game. Interesting. Yeah. That should be a fun one. Yeah. Go Patriots. Yeah. Our next game here, the 15th seed Wayne Trace earned their playoff spot with a five and five record. They also earned a trip to Ashland to play Crestview High School, who is 10 and 0. And good chance Wayne Trace's season ends there as Crestview is a 24 to 30 point favorite in the game. Going back to the optimistic side, we have 8 and 2 Columbus Grove, the 6th seed in this region, hosting the 11th seed Attica Seneca East. It's like the way that sounds, Attica Seneca East. Attica Seneca East is a good series of mouth sounds. Yes. It's very satisfying to say. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you can call it optimism when we're just saying facts that make you happy. <laughs> well, I'm optimistic it'll make me happy. <laughs> I think there's got to be an element of uncertainty where you choose the, uh, the better outcome for it to be optimism. Oh, okay. Well, we'll work on that later. <laughs> okay. Columbus Grove is a 32 to 33 point favorite in this game. See, that just feels like realism. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I was trying to think of anything fun about Columbus Grove and I have nothing. Anyway, they have a great little park where a building used to be that got burned down when it got hit by lightning. Yes. And an ice cream place. I don't know if I've ever stopped at. Was the one that got burned down, was that the M&M store? I... Not the M&M store, but it had like signs along the side that had candies listed out. I think so, but I'm not. Yeah, darn shame. Highlight of the road trip to the grandparents' house. Yeah. (sighs) So we go back to sadness again. Yes. (laughs) Unfortunate realism. And we'll wrap up this region with Mount Blanchard Riverdale. They are five and five. Grab the 16th and final spot in the playoffs. Their reward, as you might expect, undefeated carry. While uh, facing a number one undefeated team who finished either in the final two or final four last year is intimidating. I will say it's not the worst. Like I've seen underdogs upset that before. The NCAA tournament is rife with those kinds of upsets. Of course, basketball, the football, not always the same comparison. Hard to argue with with you there, but Riverdale in this case, is playing the defending division six state champions. Oh, state champion. And they are a 41 to 42 point underdog in the game. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one for Riverdale. Hard to argue with that. Oh, and now we have our West Jeff region here. West Jeff. Region 23. West Jefferson gets in with a four and six record with a 13 seed. They travel to face number four, Newcomerstown. Newcomerstown ended the season eight and two. Sounds bad for West Jeff. The computers say, go West Jefferson in an 11 to 20 point upset. They are highly Ooh, favored. That's fun. No respect for Newcomerstown for the computers, huh? Newcomerstown is a real choice, I have to say. Newcomerstown used to be famous their football team, at least, for before the great Gibsonburg incident of not making the playoffs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was Newcomerstown who went undefeated and missed out on the playoffs before them. I'll give you one guess as to where they're located. They're right in that town where all those newcomers are. 
<laughs> you know the one. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I was going to say it's in between Columbus and Cleveland, like everything else that we're ignorant of. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I mean, more east than north, but yeah. All right. Well, I guess that makes sense. If it was somewhere else, we would know about it, right? <laughs> Probably. We're terrible. Oh, we are terrible. <laughs> but then again, doesn't matter because, you know, West Jeff's going to win, right? Yeah, West Jeff. And going to Region 24, we're going to start with another one of those 5 versus 12 games. Twin Valley South finished 6 and 4 with the 12 seed. They have to travel to 8 and 2 Williamsburg. The computers say Twin Valley South is looking good for the upset, but only by zero to two points. Ooh, okay. Flip your coin in that game, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're a fan of Region 24, that's your game to go to, as you'll see as we mentioned the next four games here. So Tri-Village worked their way into the playoffs with a 9-1 and record and the number three seed. They will be hosting 14 seed, 5-5 and Cincinnati Deer Park. Ooh. Well, I know who I'm rooting for. We, we it's had the Deer town Park. I live in now. <laughs> we had Deer Park in the scores of the week just a couple weeks ago. I <laughs> must have missed it. For their second. big win over Indian Hill. Oh, no. Yeah, good times. <laughs> good times. <laughs> the town's still partying from that one, right? The kids are rolling up and down the street in their bicycles, causing mayhem and madness. Well, unfortunately for Deer Park, Tri-Village is a 24 to 25 point favorite in this game. But I imagine Indian Hill was a big favorite in that other game. So Probably. Hope stays alive in Deer Park. And upset or no upset, I have a lot of candy ready to give out on Halloween. So if we told everyone your address, they'll know. We're not telling everyone my address. You have to find (laughs) it. Please don't find it. (laughs) Our next game involves. The number two seed, 91 Allen East, whose coach I'm thinking would be a nice guest for the show in the near future. I'm, I've got an eye on him as a guest. Mm, I have a connection. There's a connection. Yes, we'll keep it quiet for now. <laughs> okay. They are hosting number 15, Lucasville Valley, who got into the playoffs at three and seven. Oh, wow. And... The records likely both mean something as the computers favor Allen East by 31 to 34 points in this game. Mm-hmm. Next, we're going to see the Tigers from Versailles ended up with the fourth seed with their seven and three record. They will take on the 13 seed six and four national trail Versailles is a big favorite. The computer says 38 to 41 points Versailles should win by, which would be impressive, except. We also have undefeated Marion Local hosting four and six Anna, who won last week's Anna Parkway game, where we said the winner would get the honor of playing Marion Local in this playoff game. And here they are. Here they are. Marion Local actually beat Anna in week eight of the season by a score of 48 to nothing. And funny that computers think Marion Local will win again by anywhere from 44 to 54 points. I feel a lot of Marion local freshmen and sophomores getting playoff experience so that they have a head start on having better teams in the next few years. Yeah. I don't feel the same for Anna. 
I think they're going to have to fight the whole time. It's 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 going to be tough. Now, I've seen Anna. They're not. They have talent. That's for sure. Uh, maybe not Marion local level talent though. We have reached Division Seven, Rebecca. We have in Region Twenty Six. We are looking at all eight playoff games involves teams that we cover. <laughs> Which is actually kind of nice because that means we only have to talk about eight games as yep. opposed to the uh, 13, 14 that we would have otherwise. Yeah, that's for sure. Thankfully, they play each other. <laughs> Which means there'll only be four games next week, right? Yeah, that's true. All right. And at the top of most interesting, we have another one of those 5-12 matchups again. At 12, we have Delphi St. John's who only made the playoffs because they upset New Bremen last week. Mm. And they got all the way up to 12. And they got all the way up to 12. When you beat a team who ends the season seven and three, you get some points that last week of the season. They are traveling to play the Red Devils of Arlington, the nine and one fifth seed. The computer says Arlington's favored, but by zero to one point. Ooh, So a real tight game here. For our next game, we have the other team from Delphus, also on the road, since they're both on the road that conveniently gets rid of the problem of those two sharing a stadium. Yeah, no one's playing in Delphus that night. No. We have number 10, Delphus Jefferson, traveling to Defiance to play number seven, Ayersville. Uh, These two actually played earlier. Back in week two, Ayersville beat Jefferson 41 to 21. The computers think it'll be closer this time. They only have Ayersville favored by six to nine points. Eight weeks is a long time to improve your team and your strategy. Yes, it is. Our next game, Edgerton. They were up higher in the standings all season, kind of fell off at the end, ended up at number 11 with a seven and three record. They are traveling to Gibsonburg, who finished the year eight and two this year. And the computers say they like Gibsonburg, but only by nine to 11 points. So another potentially good game. Lima Central Catholic with only a six and four record still earned the number four seed in this region. That independent schedule, they played some teams with some very good records and the games they won gave them some very good computer points. They are hosting Tiffin Calvert and the computers like LCC by about three touchdowns, 17 to 22 points. And what you would think ought to be a very good game the eight versus nine seed game mm-hmm. upper Soto Valley eight and two is ranked eighth. They are hosting seven and three Pandora Gilboa. The computers like Pandora Gilboa in the upset and they like Pandora by 20 to 24 points. They're not real impressed with upper Soto Valley's uh, work this year, I guess not as Apparently. much as the, not as much as the Harbin computer points were impressed by it. Our next game, we have undefeated Waynesfield-Goshen ended up third in the rankings for this region. They are hosting Pioneer North Central at six and four. If you remember, that was a a team. This is their first year of varsity football. Not too bad going six and four, making the playoffs. The computers say "Ah, the the dream season ends here, though. Waynesfield-Goshen by three to four touchdowns, 20 to 28 points. Imagine there might be some playoff nerves for Pioneer North Central as well. I say win or lose, it's been a great first season for them. Yeah, I would say so. 
And our final two games in this region involve our top seeds. We'll start with 9-1 Macomb was the top seed. They are hosting 5-5 Eden. They are supposed to win by 24 to 28 points. And Antwerp undefeated on the season with the two seed. They are hosting Harden Northern at 6-4. The computers say Antwerp goes to 11-0 by 38 points. And after doing all eight games in Region 26, we get a break. We only have to deal with seven games in Region 28. Just seven of them. No biggie. I'm going to mess around with the order a little bit. We're going to start with three games that illustrate the old saying that when you're in Division 7 and you're a West Central Ohio team, you hope to receive a visit from a Cincinnati area team in the first round of the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. We'll start with Ansonia, our top seed, 9-1 and on the season. They are hosting Riverview East Academy, who finished the year 3-7. and The computers say Ansonia should win by somewhere between 49 and 65 points in this game. Our third seed, Mechanicsburg, has an 8-2 and record. They will be hosting 2-7 and Lachland, one of five teams in the state that got in the playoffs with just two wins. The computers say Mechanicsburg's not quite as heavily favored as Ansonia. Ansonia was favored by 49 to 65 points. Mm-hmm. Mechanicsburg's only favored by 49 to 64 points. So not oh, quite as no. big. Of a- <laughs> oh, no. And finally, we have the seven seed, South Charleston Southeastern. Compiled a six and four record on the year. They are playing five and five Cincinnati College Prep. And Southeastern. Seven to 10 games should be close, you would think. If the computers say Southeastern by 23 to 27 points. Oh, boy. Now we're on to really, the... Uh, we're really a little bit brutal up here, aren't we? We can be, yes. <laughs> Those poor little schools in Cincinnati, if anyone's any good, they all go to Moeller instead. Yeah, that is that is a good point. Or, that is a good point. We don't have the big schools in our area to suck away all the good players. Yep. That helps out a lot around here. That leaves us our other four games in the region. The two seed Fort Larmy, eight and two, is hosting the 15 seed St. Henry. Worked their way into the playoffs with a week 10 win to get up to a final record of two and eight. The computers say they like the Fort Larmy Redskins to beat the St. Henry Redskins by 23 to 24 points. Yeah. Smaller gap than I would expected for that two to 15 game. Yeah. I've seen both teams. Fort Larmy's very good. St. Henry's a lot better than a 2-8 and eight record. Mm-hmm. A lot. Oh, we have another rematch game here. Number 14 to Graf Riverside. They will be hosting 4-6 and six, Sydney Lehman. Riverside played Lehman in week 7 of the season. Beat them 37-14. to 14. So That's by 23 points. The computers say they should beat Lehman by 23 to 29 points this time also. And next we have New Bremen with that upset loss to St. John's. They fell to five in the rankings. I was expecting them to be three or four. Finish the season seven and three. They host five and five Cedarville. The computer says this is a good matchup for New Bremen. Expect them to win by 40 to 41 points. (laughs) And finally... We saved the best for last. (laughs) Okay. Six and four Minster with the sixth seed. 
They were expecting a seven seed at Minster, but when New Bremen suffered that upset, Minster had beaten St. John's, gained a couple of extra points, and leapfrogged up a spot. Let's see if we had the seven seed, we could be playing Cincinnati College Prep. Yes, we're not necessarily happy about it because instead we get a rematch against three and seven Fort Recovery. These two teams played during the regular season, of course. Minster won by 20 points, 41 to 21. But before you, Minster people, but before you, you, Minster people, you, Minster people, (laughs) before you, Minster fans, get too cocky, I did a little research. Minster, to get that 20 point win, had about the same yardage as Fort Recovery. They returned a kickoff for a touchdown, they recovered a fumble. They intercepted a pass of Fort Recoveries, and they stopped Fort Recovery on two goal line stands. So it sounds like great defense and special teams to me. That's what it was, but a game that easily could have been much closer. The computers say it still likes Minster by 16 to 17 points, however. And finally, eight-man football, the Northern Eight Conference starts their playoffs this week. The five and six teams. In this eight man in this Northern Eight Conference playoff, the bottom two teams in the conference, they play sort of a consolation game. They only had eight regular season games each, so they'll play each other, Lakeside Danbury and Sandusky St. Mary's, just to get another game in. I'm sure all the players like having their season extended one more week. Among the top four, we have the number one seed, Toledo Christian, eight and one on the season. They are facing Stryker, who is six and three. Uh, Toledo Christian beat Stryker 56 to 22 in week number five. Oof. Now, I went to all the sites I could think of, and there just is no place that predicts the results of eight man football, Rebecca. I mean, there's also um, no official state championship for eight man football, but that didn't stop us before. Nope, and it's not stopping us now. I decided to put my mathematical skills to work and try to make a quick and dirty type ranking for these teams using a spreadsheet and a calculator. Doing, I tried to put formulas in my spreadsheet and got lost, so I had to do, had to do the calculations by hand. Not sure I'm doing it great, but I've got a, I've got a good idea on how these computers work to rate these teams. So my spreadsheet says... Toledo Christian should be favored to win this game 35 to 17. Mm. A little lower than when they played earlier in the year. Yeah, a little bit. So that feels low to me. So I'll have to think about that on my uh, on my program. But anyway, the other eight-man game, the team from Indiana, the Tri-State Kings Crusaders, finished the season seven and two. They are playing at Holgate, who finished the season five and three. These two have A little bit of history here this year. In week two, the Kings Crusaders beat Holgate 42 to 20. But in week six, they had a rematch and Holgate beat the Kings Crusaders 30 to 25. So this is game three of the three game series for all the marbles, I guess, huh? Yeah, no kidding. Not quite all the marbles, but pretty close. My spreadsheet says go with the Kings Crusaders by a score of 32 to 23. Will be interesting next week to see if I'm anywhere close, huh? I mean, that feels right. Yeah, it does. And of course, the winners of these two games will play each other for the Northern Eight Conference title. Odds are pretty good. The winner of that game will also have 
the most computer points in our rankings and therefore earn the Bruce Monin's computer points state championship. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not that Indiana team that wins the whole thing. <laughs> that would just be sad. Anyway. Yeah, it would feel dishonest to give yes. out our state championship to someone that didn't get all the points. But it's the way it goes. State championship means you're the best team in the state, not the best team in your conference, right? That is very true. And as any good Mac fan would tell you, sometimes it's easier to win a state title than to win a conference title, right? Also true. But I feel like they should get something for having to come from Indiana every week. <laughs> oh, you mean like a discount on any toll roads or something? Or <laughs> uh, Yeah, I would hope so. That'd be a good start. So that's our quick and dirty preview of all the playoff games this week. We'll probably get into a little more depth next week. In fact, I imagine Rebecca and I will break out our prognosticating skills next week. Prognosticating. You'll have to do some research, Rebecca, or at least get that gut going. I can I can fire up a gut. All right. So that's what you have to look forward to next week here on Bruce Bonin's Computer Points. <laughs>